Bensdale Racing today, soft seven. Rail is in the uh, true position before we get to Trav Noonan and his thoughts on uh, the program. David Feek is taking Vitesse Breeze to the races today. David, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Very well, thank you. Vitesse Breeze coming off some good form on synthetic. Went to uh, Echuca and placed over the mile last time out. Uh, what's the expectations uh, stepping up in trip today? Yeah, I think um, I think he'll go there and should be tough to beat. To be honest, he's he's a horse that's uh, been sort of physically and mentally immature, just beginning to put it all together. I think the distance suits. It's probably important just going from a mile to twenty-two. He has had a tendency in the past to get a bit keen in his races. But if he settles, I think uh, I think we'll know our fate fairly early on. If he can settle for that first part of the race, he's definitely going to be there at the end. Looks like there's a little bit of speed inside him. Are we going to take a sit today rather than push forward like a chuka? I think we just leave that to Jake Noonan. I think, as I said, the keys to uh, having him relaxed obviously needs to get the 22. But um, the other thing that's just a bit of a doubt in my mind, I would have preferred to see him on a good fall and a seven, but I think the forecast there is in the low 20s. We could get an upgrade, um, but on paper it looks very suitable for him. Very best of luck today, David, to you and Coral. Thank you very much. For Tess Breeze, the $1.95 favourite there uh, for David and Coral Feek heading to Bansdale today in race number seven. Important that he relaxes uh, the thing to take out of it from uh, David there. Trav Noonan's down the form for the card at Bansdale today. Trav, uh, good morning. Yeah, good morning, Brennan. Pleasure to be back. We've missed a couple of weeks, so uh, it was good to sort of dive deep in the form for Bansdale this morning. Uh, soft seven track, so it's looking for a few wet trackers perhaps today. First event on the program is a maiden over the 1,200 metres. Scratchings here are runners 7, 8 and 9. Asymmetrical is the tab fixed odds favourite on debut for the Bassett and Young team. $3.50. Dangers $3.60. Searchlight $4.60. Archer on at $8.50. Fighter Pilot $8.50. And another pluck is a $10 chance. Yeah, I think the market's got this pretty much bang on. Asymmetrical is going to be hard to beat on the presence of its trials and jump outs in the right stable. The Trent for Sutton and Natalie Young stable just absolutely firing at the moment. And the recent jump out at Cranbourne definitely good enough to suggest she can be coming here to the races and winning. So happy to be with her, the 12 asymmetrical on top. I think 11 searchlights will be definitely better suited getting to 1,200 metres. Tack the line strong last time at Tatura. The one, Arch Aaron, uh, was a good recent jump out at Pakenham last time. He can be up on top of the speed and give a sight, and 10 dangers can improve from its debut performance. 12, 11, 1 and 10 in the opener. Race number two on the program is over 1,200 metres. It's a maiden five is the scratching. The uh, tab fixed odds favourite, Dance Little Sister, $2.30. Uh, Flickity Flick at $3. We Wanda at $7. Bonds of Trust at 12 Chili Bean, 15 with Infinite Joy. And uh, Rely on Valor at uh, $15 also in their trap. Yeah, I was really taken by the performance of Flickity Flick on debut at sale. He ran home in the... Uh, second quickest last ball and 200 of the entire meeting there. I think he's beaten by a, a relatively handy horse in Carrier Buster. Like that he steps out to 1,200 metres here and, and if he's not too far back, he should be the one to beat, I think, three flickety flick. The 12 dance little sisters definitely jumped out well in preparation for a debut performance but his rock bottom odds at sort of close to even money but definitely has a chance. Nine We Wonder um, has jumped out well for the new stable being sent down from Jackie 
uh, Horner's father, Dennis Berryman. It can run well, and Seven Infinite Joy has trialled well at Cranbourne on a couple of occasions and could be in the finish. Three, twelve, nine, and seven. Three, twelve, nine, and seven in race number two. Race number three on the program is a maiden over a thousand metres. Scratchings here from this third event runners one, two, five, six, seven, eight, ten, eleven. 13, 15 and 16. Shawoon is the favourite. A debutante from the Shea Eden Yard at $3.20. Flying Green at $3.40. Greener at $5.50. The Blue Bagger at $7.50. Schnitz Creek at $9.50. Up to 10 for Cora Magic. Yeah, really been taken by the jump outs of Shawoon at the Cranbourne Training Centre of late. I think he profiles to be a real sort of short course sort of horse and a thousand metres on debut looks about bang on. I think the Shade and Camp have found a very good race for him to get the win on debut here Schwoon. Um, not a lot of depth to this race. The four Cannonbergs Road was good last time and a pretty strong maiden at Cranbourne. He can definitely run well here. 12 Flying Green was also good in a maiden last time at Sale, putting itself up on top of the speed. It'll give you a sight for your money. And then we went with the 17, the blue bagger. He tried reasonably last time at Cranbourne. 9, 4, 12, 17 in the third. Fourth event on the program. This race is over the 1,600 metres. The uh, scratching is one. It's a maiden. Uh, scratchings here are one and 13. Rider for number four international jam is Campbell Rowilla. Roebling, the favourite, Shorty, dollar thirty-five. Rapata at $3.80. International gem, 14, 16. Doomstar, Halleck, 18, 23. Uh, Project Guttenberg. Yeah, he's definitely short enough, Roebling, but it's just because there's absolutely no opposition here to him, really, except for Rapata, who was sort of beaten, you know, in exposed form, has been beaten 4.75 and five lengths at his last two starts into second. And you know, he's been chasing Roebling, you know, some pretty handy horses. Um, first start, he bumped into the garden and Sandy Prince, both horses, you know, definite metro grade. And then last time he ran second at Gunstock and, Gunstock, of course, was enormous yesterday, running um, a great race in the um, superimposed stakes. So he looks very well placed to break his maiden here, Seven Roebling. I don't know if he'll drift in the market. I think you're probably going to have to put up with a dollar forty, a dollar thirty-five if you want to back him. It's very short, um, no doubt, but he's going to take a power of beating. Eleven Rapata, as I said, is definitely the obvious danger. She's been racing really well this campaign, but I think she's a couple of lengths off, sort of Roebling. Uh, three Halleck, if he got back somewhere near his best form, um, was sort of two preps ago, could be competitive. He's now third up and getting fitter. And then we went with the nine Angels reach on the quick backup, but that sort of tells you the depth of the race. Seven, eleven, three, nine. Seven, eleven, three, and nine in race number four. Race number five on the card is a sixteen hundred metre fifty-eight. There are no scratchings. Ben Allen takes the ride on five. Rose Dior three ninety. Pride of Kinross at four twenty. Ali's reward five dollars fifty. One man band at seven. Heavenly bodied seven fifty. Day armor nine dollars and fifty cents. Yeah, competitive race went in the way with Pride of Kinross who. Even though he draws barrier one, uh, I think he's well-placed here. His last start performance behind Miss Guggenheim at Mornington and a pretty strong benchmark 64 was good. He tends to improve deeper into the campaign, so he's second up here, and he does get the services of Ben Allen. I uh, like him here, Pride of Kinross. Happy to be with him on top the five. To beat seven, Rose Dior, who's seemingly come back 
a much sharper mare than what she was last campaign. Sort of got out to 2,400 last time in and was very sharp when winning first up at 1,400, beating Glitzy Girl and a maiden at sale. Um, only has to sort of replicate that performance to be right in the finish here. Six Alley's rewards coming back from benchmark 64 at sale where she was very competitive behind Florida Dream. Um, she's a very honest veteran mare and she'll run well and Four one-man bands sort of brings in the different form. Been racing in Maruya, Korowa. Don't completely know how it lines up, but he's in form. Must be respected. Five, seven, six, and four in the fifth. Race number six is a 58 over 1,600 metres. Scratchings from this event are on as one, four, five, six, and nine. Unvanquishable tab fixed odds favourite for Matty Brown, $2.50. Mac one, two eighty without excuse, three ninety. Pepino, seven fifty. The bounty at $21. Yeah, happy to be with Unvanquishable for very profitable combo of Matthew Brown and Brian Higgins. Both of them in really good form at the minute, and this horse should go to the front from barrier one and take some running down. He was just caught wide last time at Echuca on a track surface that he probably doesn't enjoy, which is a good track. Back to a soft surface, I think he's really well suited. And I uh, did beat Roebling sort of two starts ago. He's obviously a very short price favourite in one of those maidens a bit earlier on. So happy to be with him, the, the three unvanquishable. To beat the two Mac one, it's quickest last 200 of the race at first up at sale. He'd be appreciative, uh, appreciate the extra distance out to 1600. And uh, he's sort of staying a fine form for the new stable. Seven Pepinos always sort of around the mix in this sort of grade. And 12 last strike, you're out. Don't think she handled the synthetic surface last start. The run prior was actually quite good. Uh, it could maybe spring a surprise. 3, 2, 7, 12. Race number 7 on the program is a 0 to 58 over the 2,200 metres. Scratchings here, 1, 3, 6, 7 and 13. Corey Parrish picks up the ride on 14. For Tess Breeze is the favourite at $1.95 with tab fixed odds. Heartland Raider at 6.50. Fez for sure at 8. Chattering $8, $9, Who Do You Love? And Bishop Rock at $9.50. Uh, David Feek just mentioning Travi might have liked that a little bit firmer for Vitesse Breeze, but if he settles, is he expecting him to probably win? Yeah, he's, he's short enough, I think, for Test Breeze, considering there are some queries, you know, the wet track and also the step up to 2,200 metres. He's been racing at the mile and he hasn't exactly been strong at the mile. Um, I thought up to 2,000 would be definitely suitable for him, but 2,200 is just another, you know, it's another jump. I'm happy enough to sort of be against him here with the five Fez for sure, who's just a wet tracker. Um, all of his form when he gets back to sort of good surfaces, he just doesn't run well. But on these soft sort of heavy tracks, and when they put him up on top of the speed, he can run along. Two starts ago at Moey, they just couldn't catch him over the 2,400. Last time he choked down, so forgivable for that performance. And happy to be with him on sort of an each-way basis. The five best for sure to beat the two for Tess Freeze. It's definitely the horse on the up. Certainly the horse to beat, but does have some queries. Ten who do you love coming out of Maiden Grey could perhaps um, improve here getting up in distance with a Charlotte Littlefield team and nine Heartland Raider. It sort of bought its form of last campaign. It'd definitely be competitive. Uh, numbers there in race number seven, five, two, ten, nine. 
Race number eight on the program, a 0 to 58 over 1,200 metres. Uh, stack of scratchings from uh, this one. Uh, big stack of scratchings here from the uh, the eighth event. Runners 5, 6, 7, 9, 10, 11, 12, 14 and 20 come out of race number eight. Magnus, a go-go. Mutual respect. Equal favourites at $5. Ping Ping, 550. I'm Cheeky, 7. Shavuma at 750. Uh, then Panagasma at $9.50 a mischievous lad and $11 chance wide open race here this 58 Trav certainly is going with a horse who hasn't won for a long time but he's getting back somewhere near his best form and that's mutual respect he struck wet tracks he's sort of passed three starts and uh, he's passed two at Molly have been quite good I like the way he sort of charged to the line behind Holt in a benchmark 64 he drops back here to a 0-58 to Bansdale it's probably going to be an okay track for him. He should be able to swoop, uh, and his record on the sort of these soft tracks is just very good. So happy to be with him. The 17 mutual respect to beat the eight Magnus Agogo, who was good last time at Tatura, uh, behind Lightning Rider and Mr. Grumpy. Only sort of has to hold that form to be very competitive here. Two mischievous lad is racing in really good form since coming back from Queensland. He's put together two nice runs at Mowie. It's just whether he where he gets to from the gate. He's the widest drawn here. And one I'm cheeky next best. Uh, veteran Galloper is racing really well. Comes out of a much stronger race at Sale and can perform. 17, 8, 2, 1. Race number nine on the programs, a zero to 58 over 1,000 metres. Scratchings here are four, six, eight. 11 and 16. Jason Bembo on to 14. Sally Wynn goes on to number 18. Quality Diamond favourite here in the last for Nicky Burke and Ben Allen at 3.20. Captain Ryder at $6.650. Valley of Hearts. Tantalizer at $6.50. Solitary Tramp at 9. Breaker of Chains $10. $12 for Hanita. A little bit worried with this favourite in the last year, Brendan Quality Diamond. Uh, last race of the day could be the track could be getting chopped up. We're on a soft 7 and Last time just did not seem to handle the heavy nine track at Maui at all. So if this this track's like borderline heavy. I think Quality Diamond's a massive risk. So ha- I haven't got her in the top four. Happy to be with Captain Ryder on top. Um, just forgive the run last time at Tatura. Things didn't go his way. They rode him probably outside of his pattern to suit the track, and he didn't fire. Start before at Cassidy was very good coming from behind. He does handle sort of the softer conditions. I think he's very well placed here. One breaker of chains is a very good wet tracker. Uh, he's sort of first up for a long time, but he, all of his wins have come on the soft or heavy conditions. Then we went with the two Valley of Hearts, who may find some form getting back onto a wet track. His sort of recent form's a bit average, but um, yeah, finding a wet track may be the key to him. And nine Roy Boy is always sort of competitive in these races. Three one two nine in the last. Three one two nine in the last best value quality play of the day for Bansdale, please, Traff. Uh, best bet race three number nine Schwoon. I think he's very well placed uh, on debut by the Shade and team. Happy to be with him off some good jump out. The next best race five number five uh, Pride of Kinross. I think he's well placed uh, by the Jason Warren and uh, Dean Crongold team. Ben Allen takes the ride from Barrier One. He's coming back from a strong benchmark sixty four to zero to fifty eight grade. I don't think there's really any value on the card. There wasn't really anything sort of 10 to 1 plus that I was very keen on. Uh, the Quaddy, race 6, will take 2 and 3. Race 7 will load up 2, 5, 9, 10, 11. Race 8, 
8 and 17, and in the last, 1, 2, 3 from Bairnsdale. Best of luck with your form guide at Bairnsdale today, Trap. But looking forward to uh, next week, how have we gone about uh, assembling a likely field for the Caulfield Guineas? Yeah, it's, it's looking like it's going to be a capacity field, Brendan. So uh, Animo and Artorias will definitely have plenty of opposition. Um, we've got, at the moment, I have sort of 21 horses that are maybe going to be accepted for um, the, the the last acceptances for the Guineas. Uh, still waiting on sort of Halal and Royal Zell, whether they sort of press on from average runs in the Golden Rose and probably the McAvoy horse, Three Kings. You've got to get some more... Um, confirmation today, but Matthew Brown, definitely one of the trainers who's sweating on a run with Pre-Deturn, of course ran second at Soundown last week, making his debut. They're very keen to get him into the guineas, but he just needs a couple horses to probably not pay up. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to be a capacity field at the moment, Brendan, the Caulfield guineas. We know Damien Thornton will take the ride on the Queensland Galloper Alpine Edge. Damien Lane will take the ride on Artorias. It's likely that Damien Oliver probably links back up with Animo, but no confirmation of that as yet. Um, but, yeah, it looks a, a great guineas. Um, obviously, two great Colts at the top who have been very competitive from the two-year-old days. Animo and Artorias will dominate the betting, but big field, and I'm no doubt the barrier draw will play a big impact in this race. Most certainly. Looking at it uh, with those 21, you're still having contention, Tramp. Who are we leaning to at the moment? I would be thinking Artorias. I was really taken with his run last start in the Golden Rose. I thought he was a bit unlucky with that sort of uh, horse veering off the track and he had to sort of go around it. Probably cost himself maybe a length, a length and a half of momentum and he was only beaten sort of that far on the line. I don't think there's much between him and Animo. Um, you know, he sort of, Artorias had the better of Animo in the Blue Diamond. Uh, I think, you know, come, come the day, I think it would just be dependent on who draws where um, to to who's the, probably the better chance. I don't think there's very much between them at all. I don't know how you're sort of seeing it at this early stage. I think Animo is probably going to be the best adaptable at 1,600 metres. If it's a slowly run 1,600 metres, Artorias could be in all sorts of bother by the time they get to the top of the hill if he can't relax. And, and we've seen him on slow tempos before, uh, not really want to drop his head and, uh, and, and then really fly home. If it's a solidly run race and he can relax, he's a, he's a big player. But I think Animo might be able to just depending on barrier draws, take a closer sit and just have that margin uh, on Artorias coming towards the turn. But uh, we, as we know, uh, barrier draws are going to be uh, vitally important and it's going to be dependent on how fast horses like uh, um, Mr Mozart and Lightsaber really want to go at the head of proceedings. 100%. Um, it's a good point you bring up with Artorias. He's definitely sort of a high-pressure beast. I think he's... He, when that faster run race, he doesn't have to think about some things. He just flat out, whereas in a slowly run race, you're right, he's got some quirks and he can just sort of, um, yeah, not have his mind on the job. Just looking at the Might and Power Stakes, which is obviously the renamed Caulfield Stakes, uh, Zaki is most likely to meet a very small field again. So um, Probabile is likely to run there with Brett Preble. Nonconformist will run there as his final lead up into the Caulfield Cup, perhaps the chosen one, but that's all I've got. Um, possibly to take on Zaki, so he could fit base maybe a field of four. Yeah, a lot of those horses either went around yesterday, Colette, we've seen her uh, be a late withdrawal and uh, and others will be looking elsewhere. So uh, another short field for Zaki. You would have thought that the Zaki team would have been pretty content with what they seen at Flemington yesterday uh, through the Turnbull heading towards a Cox Plate. 
Yeah, you would. Um, disappointing runs from Barry Elegant and Sir Dragon. Eh? Perhaps the Dragon ridden a bit upside down. Um, you know, he's usually sort of back in the field. And, yeah, um, uncharacteristic, disappointing run from Barry Elegant. So you bang on. I think if you're in the Zaki camp, um, you'd just be coming away from yesterday with more confidence because a couple of his rivals definitely, you know, heading towards a Cox Plate didn't fire. And there's obviously a little bit of an injury cloud as well. Um, with Gold Trip there at Werribee. So, um, yeah, he's, he seemingly just keeps stamping his, uh, maybe his hoof on this Cox Plate, Brendan. Certainly does. Uh, Trav, good luck today. Yeah, uh, good luck to all the listeners. Hopefully plenty of winners.